Hey, hey, hey! Welcome once again to another super fantastic uh, episode of So Fucking Gay, the podcast where we're talking about first world gay probs one hashtag at a time. This week, we're talking about hashtag gay BFFs. Mm, okay, fine. You can also talk about hashtag ally BFFs. But I think it's just really important that we are all talking about our friends because we all need them. So joining me today is the squad. Uh, hashtag Dreadmark. And so, who do I got today? Um, hey, Ray, be ooh, gay like Rue. <laughs> I can't be that gay. I know. <laughs> that, that was like way too much even for you. Uh, okay, so Ray's here. And then, okay, so I've also got my husband. Uh, hey, Eric, be, be bruh. 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 Uh, okay, see, he's... Use a lip bra. Bruh. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, like he, he lifts that ice cream to his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, and, of course, you also heard Adam. Hey, Adam. Hey. There we go. How Yay. Super fantastic. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, this week we are talking about BFFs. So I think everyone knows the importance of having friends, although we, I think, sometimes realize that in the GSA community, it can... GSD. Damn it, why do I always do that? Because <laughs> I think GSA is because we're still in, like, Alberta, and it's still an issue, whatever. Maybe I should just go back to doing the alphabet acronym, like LGBTQ2+. Oh my god, how did I get that out of my head, and I didn't even have to think about it this time. There's a lot more, though, so... <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, as long as we're not saying quilt bag, because you did see that quilt bag was something that was going it's on. It's becoming a thing. It is. Yeah. A, yeah, I think they just opened up a store in Edmonton called the quilt bag. But hey, it's for... It's an actually interesting idea, because they're doing gender-neutral clothing and whatever. It's not separated in men's and ladies' wear. It's just separate by color and style. Mm-hmm. So... That's a thing. So that way you don't have to feel awkward shopping. So if you, any, you people in the YEG area that want to go check that out, you can. Um, I think I saw it on, I think it was either their Facebook or it was on some kind I of news. I think it was Facebook. Yeah. So yeah, you can go check it out. Uh, that I believe it is called The Quilt Bag. For anyone that doesn't know what Quilt Bag stands for. Oh, uh, fuck. Yeah. You think I know because Gayish oddly covered it. I know. But okay, so it's queer, undecided, intersex, lesbian... Trans, bi, asexual, and gay. Yes. Um, I think they also were allowing other letters to be other things. So that's what we'll go with. Cool bag. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, queer, questioning, yes. undecided, intersex, lesbian, transgender, transsexual, uh-uh. bisexual, allied, asexual, je- gay, genderqueer. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a whole bunch of interesting. Yes. Okay. So GSD. Yes. As long or as the I'm not... gender and sexually diverse community for those of you who are still new to our anchor. Yes. Mm-hmm. As long as I don't start calling it GHB, because that's something very different. Yes. That was the first three episodes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that might be how you get your friends, but <laughs> it's not how you keep them. All right. So bringing it on back. Um, friends, How does everyone here have a good friend that's outside of this squad? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. How did we get them? How do we keep them? How do we nurture that relationship? GHB. (laughs) (laughs) Money. (laughs) Well, I know, because with me, and I think I've talked about it before, that uh, as a gay man, I always found it difficult to make friends with gay men. I don't know why. Almost all of the gay male friends that I have out there, I have had relations with. 
Um, and that's just how... Friends with benefits. Yes, it started off with just with benefits, and then we became friends. Yeah. Uh, there's And there's guys out there that I still talk to, and I consider them really close, and it's been 10, 15 years. We don't have the with benefits anymore. Now we are just <laughs> friends. Mm-hmm. But is that, like, something that we think is normal? Like, is that... It can happen. Kind of what it would be. Like, I, I don't know. I, mean, I know I'm a whore. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's just how I... It's, it's my kind of handshake. And I say mm-hmm. hello. Mm-hmm. I don't do small talk. Just, you know, blowjobs. <laughs> so, whatever. Either way, it's a mouthful. Yeah, it's, it's exactly it. And sometimes a handful because you can't neglect the balls. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. Eric, what do you got? How do you make your friends? Because I know your best friend is probably a female. Well, I have a two. I have two best friends. So my my female straight BFF, mm-hmm. I met in school. Yes, we went to school together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've been friends for almost fifteen years now. Um, and then my gay BFF, I met on Scruff. Yeah, we talked for a number of years before we hooked up. See, so you did hook up. We did eventually. Slut. Yes. I mean, it took us a while because he moved to like Costa Rica for six months. But we do talk every day, and we hook up whenever he's in town. So. Yeah. Okay, that works. Uh, right? I, I think you've got a straight female BFF, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And she doesn't live here. She I know. She lives in Vancouver, mm-hmm. but we still talk, like, every day. Yeah. So, like, how long have you... Like, is... How did you start that relationship? Like, is was it school? Was it work? It was school. Yeah. It was through Mount Royal. Okay. Yeah. And then we just connected really quick, and then we've been, like, best friends ever since. Mm-hmm. Adam, what do you got? I, I would say... Probably, um, yeah, I definitely have one. It was from work, mm-hmm. actually, when I moved to Starbucks. And it was one of the shift supervisors at the where training site. And now we've been kept friends and we hang out quite often. I talk to her all the day, every day, mm-hmm. pretty much. Do you two, seeing Adam and Ray, yeah. find it easier to make friends with females than men? I think so. Okay. I don't know why, but I just find... I think... Sometimes, like, especially straight women mm-hmm. tend to be more open to a lot of different and things. And less guarded. And less guarded, yeah, yeah. in a way, than, like, say, straight men. Yeah. Right? But, like, we, well, you have your friends. So I have a lot of close female friends. Yeah. And I just Me connect too. with women really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think, well, you have one male, like, male friend that when you went to school with. Oh, yes. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think you were friends with him, and then it kind of lagged, and then you guys are just yeah. kind of like... That was like, we were really close to grade four, five, yeah. six, and then he left in grade six, and then we didn't reconnect until, like, but, after high school. And yeah. I also think that you and I both have made friends together. Like, you're the writing girls, right? Yeah, yeah. We're both, like, you're friends with them, but I'm also friends with them, too. So, right? there's therein is the other thing, like... Uh, by myself friends, and then there was couple friends. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't think we have, you and I have a lot of couple friends Because together. I think I like to keep that kind of thing separate. Me too. Which but is weird, because ours are all, like... Together. Like... Yeah, like, I'm friends with Starbucks, your friends, and you're friends with mine. She is your friend, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But we just don't talk, because there's still that, like, hierarchy of... Friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I still get along with a lot of Terry's friends, but I won't I won't hang out with them. Yeah, yeah and you're not texting them and talking to them. Yeah. And yeah. And I think that's and I don't want to say it's not because I am selfish and want to keep them to myself, but 
I also need to be able to you somehow, want individuality. Yeah, like yeah. I need to be able to hang out yeah. with people outside of the relationship. But, yeah. but like the both of you guys, mm-hmm. um, when say your friend Terry comes say over, mm-hmm. you're still social with them, and you oh, yeah. you're still friendly. Oh, yeah, you're friendly like with them. Yes. Like that way. Right? Yeah, like, like in a social environment. It, when yeah. my friends come over, Eric is there, and they're chummy. And they, they all love Eric, so because yeah. he's just like, he's the nice guy. I'm the bitter bitch. So. <laughs> Uh, but and I think conversely the same versa, thing. Too, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if when Eric's friends come over, I am all for it. But I don't usually socialize mm-hmm. because they're not my friends, yeah. and I'd like to give Eric his time. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So and that's just it. I think um, I understand the benefit of have being able to spend time with people that aren't the people that you're always with. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be the. I don't know if that's an issue with couple friends because. I think, it's difficult. I think if you're strictly hanging out with them like together all the time. Yeah. But we can hang out with our friends together or stuff. Okay. It's not like we have to be together to see them. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that they would just... It, I don't know if it would be awkward if Ray was hanging out with Adam's friend when without I'm not, Adam. Yeah. Right? And that's kind of the same thing. Like, I would never hang out with any of Eric's friends yeah. without no, Eric there. Yeah. Because of the hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just a little weird. Right? And sometimes you need friends to just, like talk to them yeah. personally that is your own friend right yeah not like the couple friends right because sometimes couple friends might be like oh well this adam said this or ray said this or whatever yeah. it caused like issues but you yeah. know what i mean like, which i think eric and i did find that we did make one couple friend and uh, that we had started talking to separately on scruff and then, like, we kind of became friends yeah. with him together. Oh, yeah. And then I think that's, about yeah, yeah. And that was one of those, uh, it, it would, he would play off of us. And, like, you know, I'd say, well, Eric did this. And then Eric would t- say, Terry did this. And then it would be mm-hmm. like telephone game. And it was really, really awkward. Yeah. So I'm not saying that that left me work, with a bad taste in my mouth, but I just don't want to do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'd rather just have each other's friends and that's fine if the worlds do collide then hey that's great i think that says a lot though about the uh person as a friend Mm -hmm. when they're trying to pick sides when they're trying to pick sides versus like hearing your side of the story and you are the person's side of the story and just saying i think you could maybe work on this yeah this is the kind of the vibe i got not saying this is what they said to me about you yeah Mm -hmm. and then it's going through a telephone game where it's getting switched or changed yeah yeah, th- that does make sense. And it's yeah. just, I think, you and you need to be able to spot it, and sometimes you're blinded by your friends, because I know Ray will also say that he hated my ex-best friend, because she did not-so-good things. Mm-hmm. But uh, The first day I said I didn't like her. I know, yeah. you didn't like her. It took right? you only, what, eight years? Eight just, years. Oh, okay, but let's actually, let's talk about mm-hmm. friends like that, because yep. I had a friend like that, too, all the way around the time that we started dating, yep. Harry. Yeah. Um, and you didn't see it either. But... I, and I, I didn't, it took me a, a while, and it was after, I think, after we moved in, actually after we moved into our current house, yeah. that I realized it. But it was, I think you had the problem, same problem with your ex-BFF, where they were almost jealous that we were in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... If yeah, you're well, in a friendship with somebody that's creating issues in your life, other areas... Yeah. And, like, because they came between Terry and our relationship. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, he didn't see it. I could... But I just like kind of backed off. Yeah. And then as soon as you guys basically stopped talking, so that we came like get. super close really quick again. Yeah. True. Which allowed all of us to kind of become our like yeah. little yeah. group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like for me, my ex friend, that's you only knew him when we kind of briefed yeah. when we got together, and then a whole just issue came up. I called that too. Yeah. 
Exactly. But I didn't see that as well. God, like, you're, you know, you're like that toxic friend whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't really see you it either. For a reason. <laughs> but he was one of like like my only friends when I first moved to Calgary. Yeah. And stuff. But now he's up in like Fort Saskatchewan or something. I know, but I think that actually it proves a good point that just because you make friends doesn't mean they're actually the right friends mm-hmm. and you don't need to keep them. Mm-hmm. I think... Especially if you're in a new situation, you're in a new town, you're in a new job. It's like you got to just make some Exactly. Friend. You need to make a connection somehow because you don't want to feel alone. Mm-hmm. We are social animals. So uh, the connection that you make instantaneously or like right away, it then might... Then you just hold on to it that. Might, exactly. It, but it might not be the, the right thing for you. Mm-hmm. You can get out of it if you have to. But I think we should look at that like friendships kind of wane in and out a bit. Mm-hmm. Like, your friendship should be work, but it shouldn't feel like work. Every day, you should be able to go a couple of days on and off without having to text or talk or whatever, and you should just be like you're getting back together without anything time passing. Mm-hmm. Like, even for the four of us, we might not talk for a week, but then we'll see each other a bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like we're stressing and saying, oh my god, you didn't text me today. Yeah. What the hell's going on? Yeah. Why haven't you checked in with me and, like, asked me how I'm doing? Which... <laughs> That's needy for Yeah, like, if... Um... I mean, we might after a couple of days, and we're like, um, are you dead over there, bitch? Exactly. Like, the uh, fuck, you're not giving me any attention. Yeah. But that's just because we're attention horse. I'm going to be the first to admit it. I am the worst offender for that kind of thing. I always forget to text people back. And I don't always have to nurture a conversation. I, there's sometimes I, don't, I haven't talked to, like, my friends in, like, months. And then I'll, out of the blue, they just text me. And then we have a conversation. And then it's, like, Silent then it's over for a while. I've had a friend that I've had since grade 7... And we have been best friends. Like, she, I was one of her groomsmen for her wedding and everything. And even by then, we had known each other for 20 years. And yeah, life happens. And, and they, we drift apart. But it, we spent every day together in, like, our 20s and early 30s and then whatever. Like, and she lived, like, across the street. So she'd always yeah. come over. We'd do things. But yeah, she, she, you know, she met someone. She got married. She moved away. Life happens. And I totally get it. So... We have slowly away to like not very far. <laughs> a different city, yeah. like you know, it's a suburb of, but it's still. But you never doubt the friendship. Yeah, like, exactly. It's the still there, yeah. and like we can like you know we find a funny meme or we send a picture and we can send it and we can laugh and just have a conversation. But it's not it's it's not work. Mm-hmm. Like we still we know we're there for each other. It's not a struggle. It's easy, and I think that's the best way to make sure that. Like that that's the kind of friendship that you everyone needs, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Well, and it's like um, my other friend that was from my other job, she moved out, out east mm-hmm. with her parents and stuff, and we still talk. Yeah. Like, not every day, but we'll be like, I'll be like, hey, what's up? Or yeah. She'll be like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Right? And then have a little conversation. I think you also think in the back of your mind if someone has moved away, and I don't want to say it, but it's like, is you this... You kind of lose touch. Is this, no, but is this relationship valid anymore? Are, are you ever going to, like, hang out? Do you really need to put the, invest the energy? Mm-hmm. And I think still think as a societal people, we still think that we have to. Like, there's a lot of people that when I, they were in my lives, I really, really liked them, but they moved away. Mm-hmm. To a different province, to a different country, to whatever. It's but it's and so I'm like I'm never gonna see them again. Well, and I think a lot of it's like it's that stupid saying like the people in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then I think you just kind of the older you get, the more you understand that that you mm-hmm. can cut off like mm-hmm. 
toxicity mm-hmm. or relationships that aren't great. All right, so I think it's time for a break because I need to go on Grinder and see if I can find a friend for tonight. Mm-hmm. So give us a sec and we'll be right back. Oh, we're back. Holy Lord. Um, it was a bust on Grinder. So you didn't go like find a friend? Nothing. So I guess I'm stuck with you losers tonight. <laughs> Whatever. You'll do. <laughs> Speaking of, making new friends. Is it, v- is it valid nowadays to actually think that we can make new friends from social media? Because, mm-hmm. again, right before the break, I just said... These were friends that I've met IRL, and now they've moved away, so I don't really feel I need to be invested in their relationship anymore. But now I'm finding that there's people on social media that live across the world that I'm actually becoming really good friends with, and I haven't met them, and I probably never will. But But is that because you're interacting with them like in more than just like a like or... Whatever. Yeah, like just conversations. Yeah, yeah, we're having conversations either okay. like in DMs or like we're texting each other. There's people that I've met um, on like on Insta, on Twitter, all that stuff. That that's how we've communicated. Yeah, that how we've become friends. We're talking. We're having deeper conversations than just you know small talk. Mm-hmm. So I'm finding it really beneficial. Especially when you feel that sometimes you can be secluded because you don't have any IRL friends that are around you mm-hmm. to do stuff with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what are you, your thoughts? Talk amongst yourselves. I agree with that aspect. Like, especially like if you're in a rural area and you don't have people that yeah. in your community mm-hmm. that, you know, you feel comfortable with, then that social media aspect could be a benefit, right? Yeah. To have that little escape or at least mm-hmm. to talk to somebody else. Yeah. That, Going through similar situations or whatever, right? I thought that's where you've met. Was, that's how I met yeah. Megan before she started at With, school. Yeah, was online. Mm-hmm. And then she came here to Calgary, finished her schooling, and then became better friends. And that's how I met the other two girls that I'm like really close with. With, the, with your writing with club. With my writing group, because we met them through a mutual friend in Canmore who was doing a book signing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And we just randomly met up. Randomly. Yeah, they were there at the same time. Yeah. But I have tons of connections now with the writing community across, mm-hmm. like, here in the States. Yeah. Because yeah. of social media. Yeah. Which I wouldn't and have I, had that opportunity before if social media didn't exist. And I think, like, you know, creating just new friends. You don't know who you're talking to. It's networking. Yeah. Too, right? That's in, true. A, in a way. And creating small talk or whatever mm-hmm. is important. Yeah. Just people. But I think the GSD community is, we were the quickest to embrace social media yeah, I think in so. all of its forms because it was that way to connect with other people that were like-minded like us and that loved and lived like us. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's it's hard to meet GSD people in real life unless you know where the Pride events are and you're yep. comfortable going to a Pride event. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. And it, it, especially if we're what, one of those quote-unquote invisible minorities Yeah, because we don't... We can blend in and we can look just like everybody yes. else, but it's difficult to, you know, spot one of us out in a crowd unless they are in rainbow colors all the time or eight inch heels. Yes. Mm-hmm. You don't always see us, but if everyone is like on social media or they're in a chat group or they are, you know, 
on some kind of what like whatever if it, be it insta be it facebook be it twitter uh tumblr when it was alive hashtag r.i.p <laughs> and it's easier because we're already there and we're already like ticking off all those boxes right yeah. Snapchat, so, I guess. yeah like, you don't have to thing, yeah I did, uh, again i'm way too old i can't understand snapchat no. i don't understand the value of it Me but either. whatever Me i just like the filters mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i'm such a pretty girl well, you are okay. um I, I was actually thinking about it the other day that i was going through instagram i'm like god there's so many like gorgeous men on this how do you like seriously be gorgeous like this all the time and then i actually wanted to put on my insta that you know, I don't use filters. Mm-hmm. So you know that I'm just normal. I'm not... Yeah. Compared to everyone else, I'm hideously ugly on Instagram <laughs> because I look normal. I well, don't I mean, use filters. Like, I, don't, I don't use airbrushing. Yeah. I don't blur and blend. I don't do it. I, I don't know. Like, And it's not that I... Like, if I knew how to use the filters, I'd probably use them. But I don't know how to use the filters. <laughs> like, I see people and I'm like, okay, you are like 30-something and you've got the, the face... Of like a pork and lean doll, like yeah. it is white and pristine and all one smoothness. I'm like, buddy, no way. You are out there. You work construction. There is no way you don't have some kind of leather face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. You want to look young. You want to look fresh. You want to look beautiful. Tone down the filters. Mm-hmm. And then it's even worse when one person in the picture is filtered, the other one is not, because yes. I'm the one that took the picture, so I want to look the best. Uh, so then everyone else looks really haggard, and you look amazing. <laughs> like, that's why I don't do it. I'm yeah. like, I'm just going to start doing that with you guys. I know, thanks a lot, fucker. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> totally getting off topic. Surprise. Mm-hmm. I've found a lot of uh, friends through that, and I think the important thing is they're friends because they're not having all the same interests Mm -hmm. like if i have a friend that wants to talk about gardening that's how we met and that's what we talk about Mm -hmm. and then we talk about other things but and if there's a someone who wants to talk about horror movies that's how we met that's how we started talking books exactly so it's all these things so if i've got all these friends that i can kind of put in a they started in niche groups and that's all we talked about Mm -hmm. but then you become friends your friendship develops through that Mm -hmm. right like there's like someone, I think the only reason I we actually talk a lot is because we're both up at like two o'clock in the morning. So we always talk, and it's like okay, but then we find out that we do have things in common, and you know we like like some like horror movies, and we like making fun of people because they're losers and all this stuff. So it's all these good things, but it's fun to talk. Yeah. Like uh, obviously we do a podcast. We all like to talk. So. It's just another way to do it, and you get different views and everything like that. So, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. Do we find that as gay males, it's hard to make friends with straight males? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think Eric and I have uh, found that because we're actually becoming really good friends with one of our neighbors. Yeah. Who was very straight. He's a dream daddy, though. Right? That was the construction guy there? Yeah. That that was difficult, right? Mm -hmm. I know. Uh, FYI, he listens to this sometimes, so y'all are busted. <laughs> yeah, you are sexy. Yes, yeah. dream e. But it's it's really awkward because we want to be our authentic selves. Yeah. But because our authentic selves, all half the time, it's uh, like every third word out of our mouth is dick. Yeah. <laughs> right. We feel like sometimes we got to tone ourselves down, but then we kind of like lash out and be completely 
flamboyantly gay, not flamboyant, but just really gay. We yeah. amp up the gay sometimes, yeah. and he finds it amusing, and we find it amusing. And then he, I think he also has to conversely amp up the straight just to remind us yeah. and put us in our place, which I think is funny. It's, but it's I also feel like or he's like, I'm not going to float that direction. Yeah, it's it's yeah. cute little banter, and yeah. I, I actually I appreciate it. But I also feel like sometimes he holds back in being his authentic self. Yeah, his, because I don't know if he's afraid that he's going to scare us away, yeah. or like we're afraid we're going to scare him away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's a, like what you make that point because I don't know if it's like a straight male that you know is afraid to become a friend with a mm-hmm. gay male because they're like, oh, well, why would you want to be friends with a gay person? Yeah, right? like. Or a sense or that mentality of their masculinity. Yeah. In a sense. Which I think, yes, I think that's it's it's two parts. On the straight yeah. males it's Or that are we gonna go and like yeah, hook up with I don't them. even we think if it's it's hook up, but if if it's so you got the straight man who's becoming a friend with a gay man. Is that a direct hit on his masculinity? Even if it's not him, but if it's his friends that find out that he's hanging out with a gay, mm-hmm. like is that going to be um, is he going to find himself in the middle of a toxic masculinity feud with his straight friends because he's hanging out with a gay guy? Yes, we could probably think about that if they are at a certain age or above that people find that uncomfortable. But I think the younger groups, any of like the alphas yeah. and the early millennials, that's not really a thing much anymore, which mm-hmm. we are all kind of out of. So we're still dealing yeah. with the whole um, you can't be friends with gays because then you're gay. But mm-hmm. it's not true. And I think also, too, with in friendships and stuff, sometimes, depending on the social environment that you're in, mm-hmm. you act certain different ways. Oh, right? yeah. Like, like, if you're going to go watch a hockey game with somebody, you're going to act more straight. Well, or try to act more straight. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I know. Honey, I know. What is hockey? Um, isn't that that game with the, that's like the stick ball? But then right? they push each other onto the boards, like, hello. Yeah, but I... Like, behind, from behind. If I want to watch someone getting pushed into the boards from behind, I'll just log on to men.com. <laughs> like, it's already there. I know. But you know what I mean. Like, and I know those situ- players. <laughs> but social situations in that. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, and thank you, Eric, for laughing at the, the, <laughs> yeah. the actual idea that ever hit a go-to-a-sports function. <laughs> Whatever. There is... There is one time every four years that we become sports fanatics in our house, and mm-hmm. that is at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, so technically it happens every, every two, two years. years. Oh, sorry, every two years. Yes, yeah, because Winter Olympics, we'll watch figure skating and whatever, and I'll be like the, the the manliest person watching sports because I'll like sit there and I'll yell at the TV <laughs> and I'll critique everything. I'll be like, that's the shittiest quad sack I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's a horrible score. I know, more. like all yeah. the time. Yeah. And then, yeah, in the summer I watch all the really, like, I watch gymnastics, I watch diving, I watch all that stuff, so... And he's literally like, what was that? Yeah. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> I become, like, the IRL commentator, like, I've done it my entire life. Hmm. Like, it, no, I've not done any of these sports, because I just can't sport. But, I don't know, it's, maybe it's, uh, like Adam was saying, you put yourself in dis- different situations, mm-hmm. you become somebody else. I think that I feel comfortable in actually being able to... Make friends that way. Yeah, judge and things like that, and I can do that. I'm not always me. I'm not always, like, turned on and dialed up to 11. As so you're not Danji. Y- exactly. Mm. It's Danji. We're all, like, stepping back right now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not always turned up to 11 as Terry all the time. Like, if I'm at work, I'm, like, an 8. Sometimes yeah. a 6 if I'm reading the situation well. But if I'm, like, out in like in the real world... 
But same thing. I'm not. I'm not at a ten. And I, I, like I'm at a six or a seven. And I think that's also a thing where you try to change a little bit to fit in mm-hmm. because we all like to fit into certain like well, into the place or the things that we need yeah. to do. We have to yeah. fit in. Yeah, right? as gay men, we had we had to do it. We had to change yeah. to fit in. Mm-hmm. To, you know, dip our toe in the water and then see how we can acclimatize. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we can become ourselves again mm-hmm. when we are comfortable. It's not like straight men who can go into any mm-hmm. kind of situation. They, they're still themselves. Yeah. Yeah. If, you know, if there's a Chad out there who's a total douchebag, because Chad's, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kidding, Chad. I love you. But... If they come in and they're like, they can talk about their yachts and they can talk about their fourth divorce and they can talk about all these, you know, their hedge funds and whatever. They can talk about all the things that straight people are really, really like can talk about and it's okay. And they are just them. Yeah. They rarely have to change. Mm -hmm. I think straight men. Straight women will still kind of read the situation and they will yeah. be... Adapt. They will adapt. Like, they will come in, and I don't hate to say it, but they will come into a situation and be meek and mild and ladylike like they're supposed to be. And then if they feel comfortable, then they can be themselves. Yeah. But if a woman comes in and she's bossy and brassy and sassy and all this stuff... Like, yeah, people get their... Like, all up in arms and be like, oh, I yeah. agree to a point there, but I think because I've had some like bush lesbian oh, friends yeah. in my life yeah, yeah. that can come off and walk in and be bossy and brassy and one of the guys, mm-hmm. but because they present more with more masculine features, mm-hmm. then they are accepted quickly into that straight man. Again, I think it's because they're, if they present as more masculine as straight men would, yeah, then it's kind of just trickle-down theory, if that's a thing, Um, that that's easily acceptable. If you present as undeniably masculine right from the beginning, that you're accepted. Whereas you, like us, if we're presenting like somewhat feminine, then it's more difficult to actually get into something. Mm -hmm. Right? Can be, yeah. Yeah. On that topic, do we have friends that are only work friends? Like, as soon as we clock out after that eight hours... That's where other. That's where the extent of our friendship ends. I think I like. I think we all do. Like, there's people that you know. We are chummy at work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only a few people that are outside work I ever hang out with. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're yeah. friends. Then they're just like acquaintances yeah, at work. That you get along with really well. well yeah. yeah. And I think for me, it's like friends from other stores. Yeah. Like I don't like to try to go out with like friends say at from my store because I'm also in that management position yeah. where you kind of feel it's conflict of interest I think I'm, there. I, I'm right? there too but yeah. Yeah, I think you still have to be comfortable and happy and kind of create some kind of family yep. while you're at work yes yeah. or else you're just miserable yeah. if you hate everybody yeah Cause, right because I know like with the, the company that I work with because it is very much a boys club mm-hmm. I am friendly and I'm, I'm work friends with most of these people but I would never in a million years hang out with them outside of a workspace yeah. and outside of my uniform yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think it's just it's something you again it's all about the investment that you want to make and you, you know you need to have some kind of investment with the people that you're on on a daily basis yeah. versus the investment that you're going to be making on a personal basis for a longer period of time. (laughs) Oddly enough, I had this conversation with the neighbor that we are befriending. And we actually were talking about um, emotional deposits. It's on a lot of uh, managerial workshops and everything like that. And that's what we're talking about. So you have a limited supply of 
emotional transactions that you can do throughout your life. And it's only limited from what you have. So if you think of a cookie jar, you can keep filling up the cookie jar, but you also will be doling out cookies from the cookie jar. Right. Right? So in any emotional transaction, you can think of it as taking a cookie and you can give it to somebody and then you have now made an emotional deposit. Every single time I hear the word deposit, I giggle. It's not exactly what you do. It could be what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But it's like, and if you keep doing that, then your cookie jar runneth empty. Yeah. Right? So you also need to be able to get cookies from people to put back into your jar. Mm-hmm. So it is a, it's a balance that you have to work. It's also a balance that you need to decide how you're going to divvy up your cookies. Yeah. Well, like, right? that's the thing. Like, is that kind of like where, say, you just put all the effort into the friendship. Yeah. But you're not getting it back. And that's exactly current. what yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. So it's... Which and, I've had some friends. Yeah. Like so it's, it's very one-sided. And how do you feel when you're that person? Shitty. I right? feel shitty. You feel shitty because like, you're empty, right? Yeah. Your cookie jar is empty. So, and I don't, I don't know about you, but when my cookie jar is empty, I am pissed because <laughs> i got no cookies. All I go is look down and there's crumbs. Yeah. So, yeah, you're licking your fingers so you can get the flavor of cookie, but you don't actually get a cookie so you're not full. I think it's also important because... A lot of, like, I know I have a very small social circle. Mm-hmm. I, I don't hang out with a lot of people because yeah. I'm not social to begin with. Yeah. I think we all do that. Actually. Which is yeah. kind of weird, though. I have a small social, like, group, too, I think but we're all I, there. We're all yeah. social. Yeah. So. I, but I do have friends that, like, when they when they come to me and, and speaking on emotional deposits, where they're going through something and it, it's over the course of a, of a long time, or they, there's a... a an issue they are constantly revisiting. Mm. And so all of a sudden, like, my emotional cookies, like, I, I have none, and, or they there's not as much left, and I'm mm-hmm. at the point where I'm like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. And I feel like an asshole when I'm like yeah. that. And there have been a few times where I've been like, well, then I guess you're fucked to my yeah. friends. And I'm like, that's not what I should be doing. I but should be more that's how, yeah, you, but you've run out of cookies. <laughs> yes. You have not gotten any cookies. Because you keep giving but they, to them. Okay. Like, if they're doing that to you, yeah. and if you went and you like were like, oh my god, I'm going through this issue or whatever, do you think that that would be in return, that they would support you? Well, with that, maybe, though? but I'm also the kind of person where I'm like, this is, like, it's not big enough to burden you with. So. No, but see, that's the problem. It yeah. is. Because if they're doing it, if they're if they have no problem taking your cookies, mm-hmm. yeah. you can't, it can't be the opposite way where you don't feel the need to say... Look, I need a cookie. And it's I think the one thing I learned with my with my gay BFF is he and I are pretty equal in mm-hmm. like we yeah, lunch cookies know. regularly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we're yeah, it's not the only thing. You <laughs> 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 um, but there have been times like he's gone through something, so I've been there for him, and then yeah. I've gone through something, and he's been there for me. And yeah. that's what so, like that's I, what it should be. Exactly, yeah. that's what friendship should be. Like I'm not saying it's ever going to be completely balanced because I'm sure that there are those quote unquote high maintenance friends that maybe require. A little bit more cookies than most people. Yeah. Well, and even with that, people do have their own like mental like things they have to deal with mm-hmm. themselves that they mm-hmm. might actually not know get something out of that relationship because they're helping this other person a lot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just understanding your own like mental um, yeah processes yeah. with that. Yeah, and, and let's not forget because your the, uh, these cookies aren't just limited to friends. Like you have to worry about your life, your future, your mm-hmm. pets. Yeah. Your, these cookies your, are going to your relationship. everything that is that you feel emotionally tied to yeah. and that you have any kind of worry about. Yeah. Like literally you put, you put 
a lot of those cookies just to surviving. Like, how are you going to do, how are you going to get to pay rent? How are you going to get groceries? How are you going to be able to afford the gym? Whatever you're doing. Like, these are all emotional investments that you're making without even realizing it. So if you are not getting stuff in return, you your cookie jar is running empty real fast. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just going to wear yourself out. With that, oh God, now I need cookies. Exactly. Um, we'll have to see because if they don't have M&M cookies, I know you won't take cookies. Oh my god, M&M Monster cookies are so good. Thank you, Superstore. And I those think, we had unlimited for a little bit there. Yes, those were unlimited cookies, and God, I got fat. Oh, I'm so excited. I really I. wanted to give some cookies away, but I couldn't. <laughs> uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up. I think that's that's kind of what friends are all about, mm-hmm. right? Giving me cookies. Anyone have any uh, final parting shots of wisdom? No. All right, we're good. All right, we're good. we are good. All right, kids. Make sure you're getting some cookie tonight. And like Fredders from Olympus said... Get he, some and give some cookies? Well, don't give... But he did it all for the cookie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you heard it from our very own Olympus kid. Exactly. Okay, so you know I'm going to have a, have to have a graphic of either Fred Durst or Cookie Monster. Yes. That's what this whole story... That, that's, we need both. Yes, we need, do we need both. Because they both do it all for the cookie. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. Cheers, lads. Bye. Bye. Bye.